Good evening and welcome to episode 102 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandongwa Kumalo. It's the Monday edition of the Private Property Podcast. We're back. I hope you're all well rested. You stayed home. You stayed safe. You were sanitizing, social distancing. And of course, you caught up with the uh, developer show over the weekend with Chad, as well as the first time home buyers show on Friday evening. Well, it is a Monday and of course it is the private property podcast. And this evening we're going to be looking at auction versus conventional property sales. We're essentially going to look at, you know, the difference between the two and dive deeper into, I'll say the pros and cons of buying via auction and even get a, you know, a sense of the future of where auctions are going. We've certainly seen a lot of digital auctions happening. I've seen some of the auction houses posting some of the auctions on their Facebook pages and a lot of people were commenting and asking, is this how auctions are actually run? Because so many people just hadn't you know, been inside an auction house or seen a real live auction taking place. And of course, if you're interested in ever getting that first deal via an auction, or perhaps maybe it's not even the first deal. It, uh, it might be a couple of deals um, that you've done before, but you're now exploring getting one via an auction. We're also going to be looking at you know, tips for uh, buyers who are looking to buy their properties via an auction. I know a lot of the guests that we've had here, especially those who are property investors and coaches, have said that they found a lot of their really good deals via auction. So we're getting those really good tips of what you should be looking out for if you want to buy your property on auction. From you at home, I definitely want to hear from you. If you've ever bought in an auction, how was the experience? Uh, was it something, you know, did it go the way that you expected to? What were some of the things that you picked up that you definitely did not anticipate. And if you've never bought via an auction, you know, what's stopping you? Maybe you're a bit scared. Perhaps you don't know much about it. You know, what is the thing that you still need to learn in order for you to be able to buy that property via an auction? Well, that's it. Certainly what you can expect on this evening's menu and to help us better understand auctions and versus, you know, the conventional way that we've been buying property. I'm joined this evening by Hein Hating, who is the MD of Into Assets. Hein, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Zawa. Thank you for the invitation. You know, Hein, I think you know, before we even look at some of the tips and the trends of where auctions are, are headed, perhaps let's just look at the the top level sort of difference between you know buying a property via auction and buying it kind of the conventional route yeah so well, there's quite quite a few few differences uh, i mean and, and there will be i will be explaining some advantages also because uh, uh, i mean it's a it's a very open and transparent platform it's not like in where you go to a, a conventional estate agent and you look what on the books uh, we work on a, on a sole mandate uh, for any property, and I just want to differentiate also that we're more in the commercial, industrial, and agricultural space, so I don't see me as an authority on the res residential area, although we do some residential sales or so. But uh, just to, uh, it's, it's very much a done deal when you buy a property on the auction. It's not subject to approval of loans or any other suspensive conditions. So if you go to auction, you pay, a, uh, in terms of our contract, you pay a 5% deposit, uh, the commission is payable by the buyer, which is also quite different than the conventional estate agent. And um, it's a very short process. From the date of the mandate, the auction happens in about uh, three to four weeks. Uh, guarantees have to be delivered in 45 days. Um, and there's no disclosure reserve price, which I think is it's quite a big difference between an auction and a, and a conventional sale. It's not 
the property, X properties of the market for say 10 million rand, that reserve price is not always disclosed. We also don't always go with the opening bid, so we leave it to the market to decide on the day of the auction what they prepare to pay. And you know, Hein, you, you've mentioned uh, a few, I'll say technical words uh, or jargon that perhaps some viewers at home might not be particularly familiar with. Um, I want us to, I want you to just do a quick explainer on, you know, what that opening bid is, as you were mentioning that uh, certainly the way that into assets works is they typically don't put an opening bid where we know that some auction houses do, of course, many actually don't put that opening bid up when they put together that pack. Um, and you also mentioned that you typically don't show what the reserve price is. Perhaps explain to our viewers at home, you know, what an opening bid is and what the reserve price um, essentially is. Yeah, I think, as I said, we normally don't work on that opening bid, but I, I think the, the, the why people or other of my colleagues are using it is they want to uh, limit your serious buyers up to a certain level. So you don't want a 10 million rand property, and then there are people in the market expecting to pay 2 million rand for it. So you rather eliminate some of the people and, and rather put them in people that they know that this property will not be sold below 10 million rand. Mm -hmm. um, but you're quite fixed to that. I mean, if you have that opening, that should start there. Uh, we like to keep it open to, uh, to, to, the, to the people themselves. And then uh, the auctioneer controls the whole process. So uh, what also happens, and I think I've mentioned it to you, is that some people, uh, a, a property, for instance, has been in the market for, for a long time with estate agents, at, uh, again, at, say, a price of 10 million rand, and the reserve price is dropped by the, uh, by the seller, then we would like to, then we will use that as an opening bit to have an indication to the market that the seller is now prepared to drop this price. Because the people in the market is, is, is clever. They know a property and they know how long they've been in the market and they know for what price they've been in the market. So if you want to go and it hasn't been sold through an estate agent, we don't have all that ability to just go to auction and get more than 10 million now, where the estate agent and the courts also try to do that for some time. And, and you know, I actually like the fact that you, you mentioned that uh, you know, pe the, 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 the people, that people are clever, right? When it comes to um, figuring out how long the property has been on the market and the relative price point that it should be, because it certainly is one of the tips that we give to our viewers at home, that one of the things that you want to do um, when you're looking to, you know, buy a property and you've already identified the specific area, perhaps even the property type, is to already create that alert. Uh, you know, the private property website certainly has that feature where you can create an alert. So you're looking for, let's say, a two-bedroom or three-bedroom apartment and you want it to have, you know, two bathrooms. These are the areas that you're looking for. And they'll be able to send you alerts every time a new property in that area is, you know, put on the website. The moment the price goes down in that area, you're also able to get alert. And I think that kind of you know, effort from the buyer also means that as a seller, you need to be clear about you know, your price point because you're not going to you know, suddenly uh, BS the, the buyers because they know what is out there on the market. Gone are the days when they don't have some of this data easily accessible. They're able to get the reports to get a sense of even other properties in the area that were uh, you know, registered, what the relative price is. And I think it's such a great place for us to be able to be in where a buyer is more informed. Um, and so by the time they make that offer, whether it's on auction or they're signing that OTP, the conventional route, they know that they've made a very well informed choice, um, as opposed to the days when, 
it was relatively secretive where some of these prices are and buyers you know weren't as i'll say plugged in or didn't know as much so hi you know i think i want us to look a little bit into the future of auctions because i, I one of the things that i noticed and i was saying this earlier is we saw that the moment we had, you know, lockdown, we're in level five. So we knew that we couldn't, of course, view any properties. Um, and, you know, for, for a certain period, the property market kind of stood still. These offices were closed. Um, but as obviously the restrictions became less and less, we saw a lot of the auction houses hosting more and more uh, digital auctions. And you know, some I think were kind of lagging behind only starting those digital auctions now. You know, what would you say is kind of where are you seeing the future of auctions going? Is this something that we're going to be seeing more and more of in terms of the auction uh, you know, process or once sort of normal, relative normal life uh, resumes, we're going to kind of go back to doing it sort of the old fashioned way. Yeah, Rama, I definitely think the online auction and technology is, is here to stay. I think uh, uh, a lot of uh, people or a lot of auctioneering companies did not have the technology and the lockdown was actually uh, like an indication that if you don't move fast and get online facilities, you're going to fall behind. And I can see also a lot of the auctioneering companies has acquired all the technology to do these kind of auctions. We were lucky that we, in January, we... We acquired all our online auctions and we could immediately, I think our first auction was about 14 days after the first of the level five lockdown. So we were quite quite quickly um, and some of the other auctioneering companies also. Uh, I do not say that the, uh, the conventional way of an open and a live auctioneer by an auctioneer is something of the past. We definitely prefer that still, but we like the, the added online facility so that people can can, can watch we are according to our technology you can you can sit on your on your on your, on your mobile phone you can sit in London and you can bid lively and simultaneously with the auction that's happening uh, wherever you conduct that auction so uh, yeah I think it's more just an addition to uh, the conventional way we prefer still the conventional way but online auctions and technology is definitely be something for the future I think more properties will will be, be, be sold on that way also. Um, and which is good for, for the industry. And I actually quite like that, you know, Hein, the fact that we now increasingly going to have options. So in the event where you want to, as you say, you know, so certainly bid, bid from the comfort of your home or perhaps physically go there, we now have that option and more and more auction houses are essentially offering that as a service. I see we've got a few new time viewers at home. Rafiwa, I see you saying that it's the first time that you're watching. Uh, Nicola Tabeta saying also that it's her first time watching. Uh, welcome to the Private Property Podcast. We hope that you'll be joining us and also catching up on some of the incredible episodes that you have missed. Of course, if there's any episode that you want to catch up on it, is available here on our social media platforms as well as on our YouTube channel. So do go back and catch up with some of them. And I think, you know, to, to go to some of the questions and comments from the, the viewers at home, Hi, we've got here from one of our regular viewers, Ngateko Akhabe, who says, I'm so scared of auctions. I don't want to find myself buying a house and people refuse to move out. I understand I have limited information. I hope from tonight I'll be able to be in a better position to make an informed decision. And I guess Hein, that's one of the uh, you know reservations that people typically tend to have when it comes to particularly residential 
um, you know, auctions and sometimes even some of the commercial ones where you're buying a block of flats and you know that it's already occupied. Uh, and so you're probably going to have to deal with evicting, uh, you know, people who've potentially taken over the building. Perhaps what are some of the other fears you've picked up, you know, buyers typically tend to have when they are about to, you know, buy on auction? Yeah, I think, I mean, as I think I told you earlier, was I think people, in particular in the residential market, who are not experienced property uh, buyers and investors, might feel a little bit intimidated by an auction, which should not happen. Uh, I also do think that people still have the perception that if they go to auction, it's like a sheriff auction, um, where you uh, hit by a lot of things you did not expect, like you had to perhaps to pay rates and taxes, which is arrears. You didn't know that, you didn't do your homework. So firstly, I mean, if you're well prepared and you have a proper due diligence done on the property, there's absolutely no way you should be scared to go to an auction. Uh, but you have to realize you have to do your due diligence. You have to look at the property, see whether there are defects, see what the terms and conditions of the auctioneer, because it differs from, from auctioneer to auctioneer. You have to realize that you have to have your finance or pre-approval in place. So if, if you've done all of that, I mean, there's really no way why it should be so much different than a normal conventional sale. And uh, another comment here coming in from Umatha Shingane, who says, I'm hoping to try this mode of buying after a friend got an unbelievably good deal on a property. It sounds less intimidating than what I thought it was too. And I think that's also one of the things, you know, Han, uh, uh, I think particularly when it comes to, you know, residential uh, auctions is that people are intimidated by it because we simply just don't know um, you know, how it works, what the process is. And as you were saying that sometimes uh, not understanding what the terms and conditions are makes it even more intimidating. So it's so easy for people to sometimes opt to not go down that route, whether it's selling their property that way or buying a property that way, because they simply don't have the right information. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to talk on behalf of all the auctioneers. I mean, we're quite friendly people. You can always talk to us prior to the auction. We're not intimidating people. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we have like a proper due diligence tax on every single property. We allow your normal viewing to go and look at a property. And it's such a transparent and open public event, actually, that there's, there's no hidden factors. Everything has to be very open and transparent uh, in terms of an auction, which actually should be less intimidating for a buyer because they know everything is in the open and you can't hide away from anything. And if anything, that's probably the, the first tip. We'll be getting more tips later on in the show. That's certainly the first tip to viewers at home is to ask questions of the you know, auction house that you potentially want to go buy at or perhaps even sell at. As Hein is pointing out, they're relatively friendly people. And this is the time where a lot of people within the property space are relatively accessible and are aware that people have more and more interest or a bigger interest in property. So if you have any questions, even for the auction house itself, I think this is the opportunity for you to do that. And on the issue of questions, we'll be taking your questions and comments after the short break. Of course, I want to hear from you. If you've ever bought from an auction house before, how was the experience? You know, was there something that happened that completely threw you off or was very unexpected? Uh, and what was that particular thing? And if you're still undecided about going the auction route what are some of your reservations about going down that road we'll be taking more of your questions and comments just after this
Welcome back to episode 102 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. This evening, we're looking at auction versus conventional property sales. We're looking at and focusing primarily on auctions because I think we spend quite a significant amount of time here on the Private Property Podcast looking at sort of the conventional sales, understanding things like, you know, uh, negotiating the price well with your estate agent, viewing various properties, and we don't always look at the option, at the auction route, rather. And I think this is one of those options that a lot of people are now slowly being opened up to. One of the you know opportunities that this COVID nineteen crisis has opened up is we're seeing more and more auction houses going online and the ability to be able to do auctions on digital platforms uh, or digitally, really. I think one of the things that I picked up, and this was pre-lockdown and pre-COVID, was even being able to bid via WhatsApp. I think one of the auction houses uh, launched that, and it was mostly, I think, their residential property, so you were able to even bid via WhatsApp, which I found to be you know, quite an interesting way of using uh, you know, an app that we basically use on a daily basis uh, to be able to, to tap into people who are potentially interested in that. We are, of course, also taking your comments and questions at home. If you've ever gone the option route, I definitely want to hear about your experience and any tips that you'd like to share with our viewers at home as we continue the conversation on our social media platforms. I see Martha saying, I didn't know that you can sell your property at an auction. I thought it was only for repossessed properties we learn every day. And that's one of the very big misconceptions. I mean, if you're a property seller, you're able to approach an auction house for them to essentially sell your property as opposed to um, working with an estate agent. So it isn't only, uh, you know, properties that have been repossessed that get sold that way. A question, Han, that we've got here uh, is coming from U Tembelani, uh, who's asking us on YouTube, and he's he's asking, what are the other costs that are associated with buying from an auction that you don't pay when buying from a private sale or from an estate agent? Yeah, that's a, that's a very important question and a good question. Uh, I mean, it, it differs from auctioneers to auctioneers. Um, uh, in terms of our auctions, there's a 10% commission payable by the buyer. So it's very different from a seller uh, where the seller pays a commission in terms of uh, traditional tra- transactions. Some auctioneering houses are working on lower commissions. There's also a difference between if it's like a residential or it's a commercial property, uh, the... Um, uh, the, the rates are, are, are differing from, from uh, case by case. Then there's also, if you're a, if you're a seller, uh, there's, a, there's a marketing cost that has to be paid. But I think the gentleman is, is asking in respect of as a buyer, uh, the, the, the terms and conditions is so important and the brochure of the auctioneer is that the people must know what they're paying. And as I've mentioned just now, that sometimes the buyer has to pay their outstanding rates and taxes at a certain point. And that can be extremely onerous if you didn't do your homework prior to the auction. So I think the simple way to be to be well informed and to be prepared is to engage with the auctioneer and tell him what is the commission, who pays the commission, are there any outstanding issues which are not as low? Is this the only amount that I will be paying? And the people bring that factor that into the bid price at the day of the auction. Do they have to pay the commission? You want to pay 10 rand for a property, then uh, you will bid to nine, nine rand to, uh, to facilitate that extra commission also but very important that you have to do your homework before you go to an auction and and i think you know Han, i think one of the big things is it as, as you're saying i think 
one of the big differences, of course, with auction is it's not as, um, I'll say, linear or straightforward as the conventional route in terms of dealing, because the we'll say the rules slightly differ depending on which auction houses um, you know, you you opt for which auction houses is, is selling a particular property. It becomes so important that you don't use the rules from kind of one auction house and think that that's the same for each and every auction house. So even as you're going to different auctions, they very likely won't be from the same auction house. So familiarizing yourself with the particular auction house that you're dealing with and what those rules um, are and who pays for what in that pro property transaction becomes so important as Heine is saying. And it's essentially part of the due diligence that you're going to be doing uh, as you are either you know, buying or selling your property via auction. Now, Heine, I know a lot of viewers at home and, and you know, one of our viewers is even saying it earlier that there are people who tend to get quite a lot of bargains when they buy via auction and to the point where there's this i don't even want to say it's a misconception but there's certainly the sentiment that if you want to get really good value for your money uh you want to buy at an auction because that's where you're able to you know get a property at a relatively lower price than uh, what you would typically buy if you are just working with an estate agent. And I think that's some of the probably reasons why I, I, I'm seeing more and more people being interested in going the, you know, the auction region. I can also imagine that our viewers at home are thinking, look, this is probably the way to go for me to explore um, in terms of perhaps growing your property portfolio or even maybe buying in order for you to be able to flip. We've got a question here coming in from Howard Mugatane who says, so this is an auction different from the sheriff's auction. And if so, what are the differences? Do they work in the same manner? Does the sheriff's auction also do the same due diligence as other auctions? Yeah, sheriff auctions are, are totally different. Um, and that's what I said to you just now, that uh, the perception is still in the market that your private auctions and your sheriff auctions uh, are the same. It's, it's, it's quite quite different to it. I mean, the sheriff auction takes place in terms, of, uh, uh, in terms of a court order. There's already judgment against it. And normally uh, it has to be sold, with, sold without any reserve of the property compared to where the seller in a private property at a private auction has... Uh, the condition in that it is subject to his confirmation after the auction. So that leisure the seller does not have because there's already judgment taken uh, against him um, and, and one of the secured creditors will be, be driving that force. So there it can happen that you can, uh, a property can be valued at uh, 10 million rand and can be sold for 6 million rand, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very different because there's no reserve. And as I said, the terms and conditions of a sale and execution is it's, it's, it might, might sometimes be very onerous as far as outstanding costs and stuff. Uh, are, are. And it's also like a, a normal auction. People must realize that you have to pay this. The, the auction is a, is a conclusive transaction. You cannot go and pay a deposit on the auction and then later say, oh, I can't get a loan on this property. Either whether it's a share of auction or a private auction, your finances simply have, have to be in place. Mm. And Otherwise... Otherwise, you might lose your deposit uh, and all other costs that you've paid. You can't can come up with a balance of the purchase price. So mm. It's very important that you have your ducks in the row. 
And you know, Han, I've actually seen a few of those instances where you know a lot of some of the property investors obviously go to auctions to get really good deals. Uh, some of them perhaps had a plan of I'm only going to bid on these properties. And sometimes whether they are getting too enthusiastic, they bid on a particular property. And one of the investors that was going to make up we'll say another portion of that property suddenly pulls out and you're now short of let's say 300,000 on a property that you wanted to buy it's a good investment and you've now got investors essentially trying to raise that 300,000 because they understand the you know the financial implications of them not uh, you know raising the funds essentially to be able to to conclude the, the transaction and oftentimes a lot of them want that property because they you know they've already factored it in they're thinking this is a good asset to to actually get um and they've you know run their numbers in terms of what they're potentially going to get from that asset you know Han, i'm going to take advantage of the fact that i know that into into assets deals a lot with you know your commercial buildings uh your agriculture and industrial buildings and perhaps look at, when you look at commercial buildings, especially if you look at your more sort of blocks of flats as opposed to office buildings, because I know that some of the viewers at home have a particular interest in you know, buying blocks of flats. And we've already spoken about different ways of trying to perhaps access financing, whether from your TAF or conventional, um, some of the conventional financial institutions. Perhaps sort of top level, some of the tips that you'd want to share with people who want to buy sort of their first block of flats. Because I think uh, oftentimes you do go, I mean, I've even searched various auction houses to see uh, what blocks of flats are available. There are various questions that you ask, you ask them, and perhaps now you kind of want to get a better sense of what should you be doing better before you kind of participate even on the online auction on the, you know, um, into assets or even other auction houses. So what tips would you share for people who are looking particularly at blocks of flats? Um, yeah, and they I think the most, the most important uh, will be that any buyer of any kind of property that they want to buy is they have to do a property diligence on that property. Uh, like if you buy a block of flats, you must see whether the lease agreements are in place. Uh, whether the deposits are paid, whether there are not a lot of arrears on rental, which is not disclosed. So you have to do, a, a, I mean, all the auctioneers, most of the auctioneers have a very uh, proper, prepared and a comprehensive uh, bidder's pack that you can get all those details in. But you have to make sure that you know everything and do your calculations, get advice from your bankers or whatever, respect of value, if you do not know. You have to be very well informed if you attend an auction. If you're not informed, it might bite you, bite you later. So very important to have a proper due diligence and see that you have your finances in place uh, and that you are in a position to pay the price uh, equal to the highest that you prepared at, to pay at the ocean. And, and Hein, I think the, the final tip, but now from a seller's perspective, I know viewers at home have now just learned that you're able to you know, do a private auction. So auction isn't only for uh, you know, the, the sheriff's auction, as many people typically tend to think. Um, and I think I can even see that Shakong, Shakong is saying here, I've always associated auctions with someone losing a home or a family um, uh, torn apart. And as such, I made a decision not to consider buying at an auction. I suppose these are sheriff's auctions. And of course, Shakong, that is the difference between uh, you know, sort of the private auction and the sheriff's auction, and um, that there are sellers who sometimes go straight to an auction house 
uh, in order to you know, sell their property. Uh, so Hein, any tips for a seller looking to sell their property that route? Because I think a lot of people are now even learning that, oh, you can actually sell your property that route as opposed to you know, working with an estate agent and having it listed sort of the normal conventional way. Any tips you'd like to share for, for sellers uh, when working with auction houses? Yeah, I might, I might repeat myself, but I mean, the biggest tip or the benefit for the seller is, is the fact that an auction is really the real deal. It's a conclusive transaction. Uh, you sign a mandate within four weeks, your property is on auction. Um, it's open, it's transparent, there's live bidding of the property. You don't have to disclose your reserve price. You might get more than what you wanted for the property. The auction is really, to me, is the bar- barometer of what the market is prepared to pay for it. And then on that day, it's not open for lengthy discussions and negotiations between a seller and a buyer. It goes to the auction, sellers are there, they screen, they know what to pay for it, they pay their deposits on the day of the auction, not suspensive to any transactions. So there's really a variety of reasons in favor of a seller. Um, And the auction terms is always on the seller's terms. I mean, if you want to say that occupation can only be in in a year's time after the auction, then you can stipulate that in the contract. It's not open for negotiation. And then obviously the seller doesn't pay the commission in terms of how there's an auction. Just, just in a nutshell. Yeah, and, and, and I think one of the things that's definitely coming out of from the Rome is that we're definitely going to do uh, more episodes focusing on auctions and understanding auctions better. Uh, whether you want to buy a property on auction, what you should be looking out for. We've been talking a lot about due diligence when it comes to auctions. We'll be unpacking what exactly do we mean by doing your due diligence uh, when it comes to buying a property in auction, but also selling your property in auction. Because um, as I can see, a lot of viewers at home weren't aware that you're able to you know, sell your property in that way, but thinking that uh, auctions were predominantly or primarily only auctions, um, sheriff's auctions rather. So I already promise you that we're going to be looking at auctions and understanding how to do auctions um, you know, better so that if you want to go down this route, you are better equipped to be able to make the right decision. Hi, and we're going to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Zama. And that is Hein Hating, who is the MD of Into Assets. And that, of course, brings us to an end of this evening's conversation. And as promised, we will be looking at auctions in the coming weeks and understanding how auctions work, how to do the due diligence, what do we even mean by due diligence, and making sure that if you want to go the auction route, you are better equipped to be able to handle uh, you know, that decision and also that transaction. Well, folks, that's it from me here on the Private Property Podcast. It has been a pleasure to be with you are, of course, back again tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. talking all things property. And I want us to keep the conversation going right here on our social media platforms. So if you've ever, of course, participated or bought rather your property via an auction, do share with our viewers and you know the community at large how you found the whole transaction. What were some of the things that really stood out for you? And if you're now looking to you know go the auction route and perhaps have a few reservations, what are some of the reservations that you have about this process? So let's get the conversation, uh, you know, continuing on our social media platforms. And of course, we're back again with you tomorrow evening. And as usual, hoping that you're staying home and staying safe. 
Welcome to the first edition of the Private Property Podcast. As usual, we'll be bringing you experts to help us navigate this COVID-19 crisis, whether you're a landlord or a tenant, um, or somebody perhaps even looking to get into the property market and don't understand um, how this crisis is actually going to affect your property journey. Yes, we certainly do find ourselves in very, very interesting and very unique times. in my experience that in terms of buying repossessed property I've had a lot of my wins because of easy sales. So you want to have good credit on your uh, credit profile and um, you definitely don't want to have no credit profile on, on your credit profile. This is what we determine as a thin credit file. Accrual, accrued value during the course of the, uh, the marriage will have to share with the other spouse um, depending on what their contract says um, the assets they gain during the course of the marriage. So that's basically what it means. We are profiling young people in property. You all know how excited I am to talk about property, but I even get more excited when I talk to my peers. Millennials and young professionals are money conscious. We understand that money doesn't grow on trees. And so we're trying to find ways to accommodate ourselves. Who are the parties in the buying and selling process, right? So you have the buyer, you have the seller, you have the bank and you have an estate agent. Good evening and welcome to episode 66 of the Private Property Podcast. Probably top of the list um, when, when you're sourcing a new tenant is that word of a credit check. Um, very, very, very important. That's, that's your, your starting point. You want to create a savings buffer for you to be able to look at investments that are longer term. You know, those, those contracts, those offer to purchase have been drafted by legion of lawyers and I can make fun of lawyers because my wife is a lawyer, okay? So. Welcome to episode 80 of the Private Property Podcast. Out of everything we've discussed tonight, I think your managing agent is critical because they're the custodian of the relationship. They're the ones that are managing the affair. We are there to analyze a market. Um, and to look at the behavior of buyers and sellers in the market. Be able to market yourself because in, in essence, real estate and as an agent, it is you that we first buy before we buy the company that you're with.